just a beautiful day today. 81 degrees, sunny, a little bit of a breeze. It feels like Frankie Beverly outside. <laughs> I'm sitting back with a blunt of CBD. CBD is really good for anxiety and chronic pain. Just like regular weed, but maybe I don't want to be that high. Because it don't really get it don't really get you that high. But it feels good. Basically, all the benefits of weed without the THC, I guess. <laughs> it's cool though. Real weed smokers, this is not your lane. But anywho, having a pretty good day. Had a pretty, pretty good couple of days. I um. I found this book called The Anti-Anxiety Formula. And it's pretty dope. Um, it's helpful because it's a part of like grounding. I don't know if you've ever heard of grounding technique, which is basically just a way to um, help you in the middle of a anxiety attack or in moments when you feel like oh snap you know what I'm saying I'm freaking out reading supposed to have been one of those things to help you um, kind of get past get through that moment and a lot of the things that I've read in the first couple pages immediately were helpful and identified some areas that you know you like dang this is so true so relatable so y'all want to check it out it's on anxietieslingerie.com uh, and just look around take a couple minutes to peruse the site and see you know what I'm saying if you're rocking with it I promise you won't be disappointed, especially if you're actually looking for, you know what I'm saying, something that's going to significantly help you in a way that you haven't had the opportunity to be helped before. Um, so it's, you know, this podcast, anxietieslingerie.com. Anyway, that wasn't a commercial or nothing. I was just... <laughs> I was really just saying, like, you know, that would be helpful for you to, to visit. Um, it kind of kind of jumps around, but identifies, like, different things um, that trigger your anxiety or showing you how sometimes perceived threats of course they're not real but how to respond to it and stuff like that so just go check it out enough of that um 
<laughs> a couple people giving me a little bit of feedback on what you guys have been hearing and yes it's wildly personal um but i think you know i just need to get it out i do have a therapist but you know like i said before she's been she's been kind of busy but it's not really just about that it's um just being able to discuss it because before you know you really identify what's going on with you in the insides and sometimes you don't discuss it because you have not accepted it you haven't accepted that it happened or that it was real or you know whatever a triggering event for you was you know so you know I'm just hoping that this can be relatable for someone this can help someone you know because sometimes i have good days like this i be just fine i got up this morning wasn't hurting i wasn't you know feeling no type of way i got upset with my with my dude last night was you know i'm so far from him but um he answered the phone a couple times and it was getting late and I was starting to be like, okay now, what the fuck? So I <laughs> sent him text message. I said, whoever she is, she better be ready to shoot the fuck back, right? <laughs> he was like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen, I don't fucking play. You know, I don't have time for the bullshit. So, you want to put somebody's life in jeopardy, go right on ahead and keep playing with me. But, it wasn't nothing like that. But that's, I could be doing good and I could be sitting here like, alright, you know, well, this or that. The things that actually make sense, you know. No, I'm not going to go for the thought process of what makes sense. I'm going to go for most dramatic thought process there is. Like, okay, this person got free time, so boom, automatically, you just forgot all about me. And now you finna go fuck with somebody else. And now I got to go drive 14 hours to prove my love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to jail. But, you know, sometimes you could be sitting, chilling, and you'll get an intrusive thought. You know, a thought that you weren't trying to think you wasn't even thinking about that and then it started messing with you like damn i wish i had never thought that <laughs> what children asking for chips yes it's always that little one he always want a snack or play the game or whatever bro all right yes I know I'm super lenient with my youngest. My older two was like, oh, 
He gets away with everything. It's not that. It ain't that. I have another level of patience right now in my life. And things, certain things just not that deep, you know. Versus being in my 20s and trying to do everything right. So I'm being a lot more stern, a lot more this. And now I'm in my 30s and I'm like, mm, is it going to kill him? <laughs> Will he die? No? Okay. Or be seriously injured? Nah. Okay, well, go ahead. Go eat 17 bags of gummy bears. I really don't care. Those teeth are going to fall out anyway. So, But now I was just saying about, you know, how you could be doing well, having a good day, then you start thinking shit that you don't really intend to. And that's what the whole grounding technique is. That's what the whole, you know, diverting our attention away and a lot of the things about us staying busy yeah let's stay busy okay i can be very busy but at some point i'm not gonna be busy like i can't be busy two minutes before i go to sleep and in those two minutes i could be sitting here and i could just get sad like damn i should have did this differently or why i can't go to sleep what's wrong with me Stuff like that. And I really have a hard time going to sleep. They put me on Trazodone to help me sleep. But Trazodone don't work anything like Ambien. They took me off Ambien because I had been on it for a year. I don't know if you go on my Facebook. You can see some of my posts about Ambien. Half that. Let me not say half. 89.97% of that I don't remember because Ambien mess with your memory but i some i really i like the stronger sleeping alternatives because with these type of situations like anxiety and depression stuff you want to just lay down and go to sleep you don't have that real desire that motivation to do anything so a lot of people think that i'm super strong and super motivated because i've accomplished so many things but as I look at it and understand myself a lot better, a lot of the things that I have accomplished was because I was pushing through my anxiety and my depression by staying busy. So, yeah, it was a positive outcome, but it wasn't allowing me to deal with the actual thing that was putting me in that situation emotionally. Like, I'm not actually... Yes. Do I have what? Yeah, in the kitchen drawer. Jimmy crickets. So yeah, uh, it, I I went and got all these licenses and businesses. While it doesn't mean I'm not uh, driven or motivated. It also like the anxiety and stuff is like the under the underside of it. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to be writing a paper for my global business class. And my book just got here. Like I ordered this book well over a month ago. Anyway, um and so I'm having a hard time 
staying focused. I don't have to take multiple breaks. It's so hard to stay focused on one single task. So if I do multiple tasks at the same time, one of them will get done. I don't know which one, but <laughs> to be honest, you know, but whatever works right now. It, is there a, a school or a book or a tool that could teach me how to focus on one thing at a time? Because that's real hard to just focus on just doing a thing. So I'm sitting here highlighting, taking notes. And then I'm reading, I'm reading. No, I forgot everything. I don't read a whole page or two. I had to go back and reread it because I don't know what I just read. Not because I'm not comprehending it, but I'm just reading it. It is not staying in my mind. I'm just like, dang, it's going to take me forever to write this paper. And it's a 5,000 word paper with a table of content. You know, like, I don't feel like doing that. And then it'll come down to two days before and then you try to get started. And that's what's going on because I got like a week. And usually, I'll be done. You know what I'm saying? A week. Uh, no. I just feel like I keep highlighting the same thing, writing the same notes. So, I'm trying to do better. I really am because I really want to get my master's degree. I really want to finish this. I got a huge opportunity with the company up here in financial services and they have this like fast track management program that they've invited me to because I'm in a master's program right so hell yeah I want to take it even though you know I have my own business or whatever I just feel like I can do both things at the same time because I have to. So I take a portion of the day and I work on this business and this, this situation. And then I take the other half of the day and focus on the other one, you know. So ultimately, as has my past indicated, my career is going to be in financial services. I'm really trying to get that bag. And, and and by getting a management position that's like a six-figure-a-year job up here, you know, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. I already don't for real sleep, so why not, you know? But even in that time when you know you have, if you have insomnia or you have trouble going to sleep, it's... You could be tired all day. You could be exhausted and frustrated just in your body from dealing with depression or just dealing with your day, you know, and be tired as hell and still can't go to sleep. You just really just laying there. I know I do. I know I just be like snuggled up, got my fan on, you know, under, I'm under the covers. You know what I'm saying? I got some new pillows. They plush, you know, they soft. And I'm like, I should be sleep. But. It don't work like and my brain did not turn off my my brain literally stays on until you unscrew the light bulb out of the lamp you know and that's sometimes having to take sleep assistance because 
if I don't go to sleep, that's going to propel me further into anxiety and, and freak out or something. I know one time I had a real bad, and this was recently had a real, real, real bad anxiety attack. And I don't know what triggered it. I still don't honestly know my triggers because there are a lot of things I can talk about that's not a trigger. You know, I can just talk. But then, like, the next day or a week later or whatever, I have this weird-ass anxiety attack. Like, this last time, I was in my room. And I think I did smoke, but this was actual weed <laughs> it wasn't a lot because on a real blunt i take about three or four puffs i'm not a real smoker like i've said before this particular time like i felt like my high was coming down i wasn't i didn't still feel you know what i'm saying that buzz but i was just like woozy and dizzy and just like dang i felt so i felt like just loose and well like I was gonna pass out so I sat in my chair because I had my little home offices in my room sat in the chair thinking like okay if I just sit down somewhere and relax I'll I'll be okay I ain't never heard of nobody passing out sitting down but I think it's possible because I was sitting in the chair and I just knew I could just fall over and it would have been over. But luckily, I remembered where I had put my medicine and I took one. And that seemed to help bring me down and get me back normal. Which is why I know it had a lot to do with the anxiety. So, But I, what I don't understand is why do this shit be happening? It be happening at the most inconvenient times. Even though I was at my home in private, what if I was at the grocery store? Ain't nobody gonna know what to do. If anything, they gonna call the police on me because they thinking I'm having some kind of manic episode and I'm not on that. And I'm also not trying to have any kind of encounters with the police in this in the time in the climate that we live in right now. No. Thank you. So now I just order my groceries, Walmart. $10 delivery fee thank you so but yeah it just it, it seems like sometimes and they say that it's a it's really like an oxymoron or, or more of a contradiction because they say we help you with anxiety but then they say we causes anxiety attacks so it's like what the fuck which like I don't know what day you know, does this happen only on Wednesdays or that you know when, when does this happen? Cause is it gonna be when I hit the blunt the first time or second time? Like I don't know. So that's why I rock with CBD. Um, but yeah, the CBD also helps with chronic illness, like I mentioned before. Um. I guess I'll mention that I was, if I haven't already, diagnosed with lupus last year. I had been dealing with it for at least 
two or three years, maybe longer, before someone suggested to me to get tested for it. I mean, because I have chronic, I'm going for an EEG next week. I have chronic migraines. I mean, it's just unbelievable that somebody can have a mind, not a headache, a migraine every day. So I take so much medicine for that. I take a um, a shot, an auto-injectable shot once a month in my stomach um, to help with my migraines. I take a seizure medication to help with my migraines. I have an emergency uh, triptan that I take at the onset of a migraine what else just all kind of other shit um but uh yes yeah, so i was diagnosed with lupus last year and i had the butterfly rash which is one of the most prevalent indicators um i had the butterfly rash on my face for uh, at least a year I mean, and it was, I didn't know what the fuck. It started out as like a little dry patch um, on my eyelid or whatever. And I thought maybe it was from makeup or something. So I would just like put some lotion on it and keep it moving. Then it just started to spread. It looks like a literal butterfly on your face. It goes down the bridge of your nose, over your eyelids, and uh, on your cheeks. And I have only one picture of myself with the full butterfly rash on my face. You can see in some pictures from years ago where it was forming on my cheeks. I had no idea what it was. But once it got to the point where it looked like an actual butterfly, it was so painful and dry and itchy and it would burn. I mean, I, I tried to put calamine lotion on it. It hurt my face so bad. And I just thought it was like a skin issue. Um, and... I was contemplating going to the dermatologist, but I didn't really have the finances for that. Um, and then I, somebody told me to go get checked for lupus. I found a rheumatologist, and after a couple of uh, visits, it took more than one visit. Uh, at that point, not only did I have the butterfly rash, but my ankles were swelling up. Um my blood pressure be high it just it's so much ridiculous shit that goes with this uh he finally was when he saw the rash and he did some blood work and stuff like that uh he told me that i did have uh lupus arithmetosis or something like that i don't to be honest i don't know if it's just the no, it's not just the discoid lupus because... And discoid is just like your skin. Um, because I do have skin characteristics. But I'm also very, very sensitive to the sun. I know I'm black and I got all this melanin. But I can't be out in the sun. I have to wear sunscreen and shit, you know? Um, yeah, the sun can really hurt me. Really being around people because my immune system is compromised now. I can, I am really, you know how we all wearing masks now? I really should have been doing that. Um, just like, I wouldn't say like the cancer patients, God forbid. But because I have such a sensitivity 
to people other people's illnesses they may not even have okay if you got a little cold it's gonna be a upper respiratory infection for me like last year freaking august i had bronchitis how the hell i get bronchitis in august it's hot outside i had to have been around somebody that had it and didn't know or was getting over it i pick up on that shit so easy i was in the hospital so many times last year it was horrible um you know one particular instance i got home from the hospital and was throwing up blood and ended up having to go back to the hospital and ended up taking me to grady my blood pressure was like 200 and something it was stroke level like so they kept me for four days in the hospital um, they had to put me on a steroid. That was the one that I was telling you in previous episode that caused me to have the heart palpitations or whatever. That particular steroid. And I had an anxiety attack then. Or panic attack or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I got hospitalized again. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been terrible. And I had to go back to the hospital. I, I didn't get admitted but I had to be put on um, medicine um IV they gave me like I want to say an antibiotic in the ER little pod or whatever um but anyway so I was in the ER several times and the last time I was in the hospital was October last year so it's coming up on a year yay that I haven't been hospitalized I've been to the hospital this year but it wasn't bad bad um yeah the last time I don't know what the hell happened to be honest I don't even I don't remember a lot of the time I was there they started giving me pain medicine giving me perks and stuff and I hate Percocet I don't like it but I couldn't refuse it so it do help with pain but it make you sick I don't, I don't understand I mean I do because then you can get dependent on it physically so I see why there's an opioid crisis me personally though I'm straight on that. So, and I can't really take NSAIDs like that. So, all I really take is Tylenol for pain because I have pain in my body. Like, just rent, just like my arms. My back hurts all the time, but my arms, well, I don't know if it's a fibromyalgia or what, but that's ridiculous. I just hate it. I hate being in pain. I hate, like, Oh, I have to take this medicine to trick my body into not attacking itself. And that's ultimately what it is. Autoimmune disease is your body is attacking itself. So, and there's no cure for it. And I'm probably, unless I go into remission, have it for the rest of my life. And I'm okay. I've accepted it now before. It took me a long time because... 
I wasn't even I wasn't even really telling people I, I was selling my hat lupus but I was you know I'm just like downplaying it but it like it shocked me a lot of the time thinking about it because you know now I'm sitting up here like well what is lupus <laughs> well what is this what, what what are we doing here doing a lot of research and reading it unfortunately could relate to a lot of that stuff I'm like god damn I really got that shit. I was telling my best friend the other day, I was just like, I'm looking at this shit and I'm reading it. Because she deals with chronic illness that she was born with. And I was like, bro, I really got this shit. Like, And that also causes you to have and deal with anxiety issues, having a chronic illness. So it's a lot going on. I'm not just out here talking crazy just because of my relationship my relationship is actually <laughs> going well so that's how you know it's some other shit going on you know what i'm saying like to be honest we don't have no for real issues you know it's me it's me and i acknowledge that and and he is in a place where he understands me better now because i have to talk about it i have to explain it so you don't think i'm trying to be you know unreasonable it's me, but it ain't me. Like, I'm not doing this shit on purpose. I I struggle a lot with, and this is my biggest one. I struggle a lot with, what if I die? Because ultimately, I mean, we're all going to pass away at some point. Some of us more unexpectedly than others. Accidents can happen, all of that. But having something that you know is going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Even on your strong days and your healthy days where you're feeling good, like me today, especially after smoking that blunt, it's like, but I could die still. You know what I'm saying? And, and then my kids, who they going to have? They're not as a mother because I'm pretty sure my husband or soon-to-be husband in the next few weeks is going to take care of my kids as I would his if he, you know, God forbid that happened to him. And I know it's got to be tough for him too because, you know, he has to live with someone he knows has a condition that could end their life prematurely. And I have to take that into consideration a lot of the time on how how he feels you know it's not always just about how I feel and I make it known that I you know deeply care about where he is and his where he's at in his mental state and stuff like that emotionally but to deal with somebody knowing that they have a chronic illness or whatever I know that's got to be tough because you know he was emotional about it when I told him that I had it he was away at the time so it might have hit him a little harder because of his own situation at the time too so all I'm saying is that that's one of my bigger kind of concerns you know like if I leave if I leave this earth before 
I'm supposed to. My biggest thing is going to be my children. Would it be all right? I've told them that I have lupus and that I be, you know, mommy don't feel good sometimes. I never told them, like, it's incurable and it could kill me. I never said that. Anytime I've gone and been in the hospital, I never tell my children I'm in the hospital. Never. I'll tell them I'm going to go to the doctor, you know, and I've told them that I have lupus and lupus is a disease. But I have not gone so far as to say I have a condition that will probably end my life prematurely. So, and I don't think I ever will tell them that. They're 12, 9, and 5. I'm not going to say that to them. Um, but I, I never tell them when I'm in the hospital. Even when I was gone for like four days at a time, I never tell them I'm in the hospital. Never. I don't want my children at this age especially to be worried about me or I know they know some they come to me like are you okay you know this this, and this my children are very intuitive and very bright and sweet wonderful children and I just don't imagine myself hurting them in any way with my my bullshit so um so yeah, those are the contributing factors to where this podcast came from as well. So it's not just about the relationship, but I was definitely, obviously, very frustrated that I couldn't talk to him, you know. And I've come to a place of understanding in that realm just about it not being that deep. And he's really been very reassuring and very accommodating and helping me overcome the anxiety in our relationship i mean like seriously so it's not him it's definitely me and it's for more than just being far from him it's 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 a chronic illness that contributes to it and really just a predisposition to it so i know a lot of people in my family deal with depression too so you know it's a lot that goes into it. So that's why I provided that book on the website to be a resource to everyone else as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm this anxiety thing is real. It's real. Um, do I look at it like a mental illness? That sounds so. It it you know it, it probably is a mental illness. Um, and I hate to say that because it's like, oh my God, I got all these issues. <laughs> I got a physical illness and a mental illness. Like, damn, bitch, you need to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to be that girl. Look at her. Oh, she got all kind of problems with her. Like, I'm walking around with chicken pox, you know, and clucking like a chicken at the same time because I got a mental illness. She got chicken pox and she act like a chicken. Lock that bitch up. You know, I don't want it to be like that. So, I don't consider it that. But it very well may be that. It falls in that realm. Because you can have depression and anxiety. And you can have bipolar disorder and anxiety. You know what I'm saying? So, I it, it's in the bowl. You know what I'm saying? It is in the alphabet soup. Um, I don't know. So, But I, I do, I do have... Um, 
ways of managing and coping, which I think this last week been pretty good. Except for, you know, when I told him. And I meant that. I still mean it. I said, whoever she is, she better be ready to shoot the fuck back. And I stand on that. I still mean that. So if a bitch think it's all good right now, just know. (laughs) Okay? Mm -mm, We don't play them games. We don't play them games. But anyway, I just wanted to stop by and drop a couple nuggets and give you a couple resources. And hopefully that can help somebody. You know, um, and and I hope to bring you guys more relatable content. I got a couple of friends that want to do some collabs and, um, you know, just see what comes of it. And I'm totally open to that. And I appreciate everybody for listening. I thank you guys so much for all the feedback. And I just pray y'all stay tuned in. Thank you so much for the support and for the love. And we'll see you Tuesdays, 10 p.m. and maybe Thursday or Saturdays for two episodes a week. All right. Y'all be easy and be blessed.